When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. An absolutely huge weekend in terms of sports in central Indiana. The injury reports for the Colts and the Bills have been released. We'll talk about those in just a minute. We've got semi-state football tonight all around the state, primarily in central Indiana. Talk about that a little bit. Pacers tonight, 7 o'clock in Charlotte. We're not going to talk about that very much. We will talk about the Indiana Hoosiers and why it's so important to have Mike Woodson there and what we have learned over the course of the first three games down in Bloomington of the Mike Woodson era. This, oh, we'll also have Ivan O'Idle's picks for the weekend. You investors are going to be very, very, you know what? 7-0 two weeks ago, 6-3 last weekend. Ivan is on a roll. All brought to you by the great people at mybookie.ag. Use Kent Sterling as the promo code get bonused. Refer friends, get bonused. You know what else? I'm going to give you Ivan's picks a little bit later. Ivan's going to give you Ivan's picks, and you're going to feel very good about your chances this weekend utilizing mybookie.ag to have a little bit of fun this weekend and maybe put some extra cash in your pocket. Like I said, this is Indiana Inside Indiana Sports now with Kent Sterling for Friday, November 19th, 2021. Let's get right to business. The Colts injury report. Great news. No news. Really, Darius Leonard's questionable, which he's been before. He's going to play because that's what Darius Leonard does. Everybody else was active today, full go at practice. There is not anybody for the Colts ruled out of this game. There is nobody for the uh, Buffalo Bills ruled out for this game. Both teams relatively healthy. Cole Beasley was limited today. Tremaine Edmonds was limited today. We don't like Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is a pest, one of those Danny Amendola types, the guys that line up in the slot and somehow find a way to get open despite a complete lack of athletic skill. We don't like him. Edmonds is questionable. He may play. We'll see. Tremaine Edmonds, historically a really good player. Jerry Hughes was rested today. Stephon Diggs rested today. What you got to do to beat the Bills is you've got to put significant and meaningful pressure on Josh Allen. 
you keep him hemmed up in the pocket and you go bring him down as your secondary covers effectively. If you can do that, you can beat the Buffalo Bills. The three losses they've had this year, he has been sacked at least three times. Those are the only games he's been sacked three times. It's a really good bellwether, a good bellwether for the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor. If he runs for more than 80, the Colts, they win. They're 11-0 when he gets 80 rushing in his career as a Colt. When he doesn't get 80, since last year, a portion of last year, roughly a year ago, the Colts lose every game. Really good bellwether for them as well. We'll see what happens. I can't wait to see this game. It's going to come down to turnovers. It's going to come down to kicks. The Colts, they are seven-point dogs. One time this year, well, we'll let Ivan take care of all of that. Um, but you've got to hem Josh Allen in that pocket. you got to take care of that business. And if you can't take care of that business, you are not going to beat the Buffalo Bills. Because what he is going to do is he's going to go get first downs with his legs. And when he gets first downs with his legs, it just, it, it's, a, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. You think you've got him sewn up and the Bills going to have to punt. And all of a sudden, he goes and gets 12 on a scramble and your defense has to stay on the field. Can't have that. Third down comes. Third down becomes fourth down. If third down becomes first down too much for the Colts against that Bills offense, Colts can't win this game. We saw last night the Patriots are for real. They beat the Falcons 25-0, and what's that mean? That means that the Colts have got some heavy lifting to do beginning on Sunday if they're going to make the playoffs. I still think that they're a, a, a long shot to get to the playoffs. They've got too many good teams coming up. They're 5-5. Five and five. They've got four really tough opponents coming up, including the Patriots, Cardinals, Bills, Buccaneers next weekend here in Indianapolis and Tom Brady. It's a lot of heavy lifting to come in at 10-7 and seven, given that schedule. You're going to have to split against those four teams. You lose the games on the road. You win the games at home. Maybe you got a shot, a shot but even at 10-7, and seven, how do you get to the playoffs if you can't win the tiebreak with the conference uh, record tiebreaker? And if you lose against the Bills, you know what? If you lose against the Bills, first of all, the Bills have not sewn up that AFC East. So you might be tied with them at the end of the season. You might be chasing the Bills for a wild card. And if you are down another head-to-head tiebreaker, you got real trouble. You're already down a head-to-head tiebreaker against the Ravens. You got, you got big trouble if you lose this game. You lose this game and go to 5-6, and six, ugh, you don't have much shot, right, of making the playoffs. You win this game, you got a pretty good shot. Uh, Star Latulale, he is in the COVID protocol. Spencer Brown, also in the COVID protocol. Spencer Brown, remember that guy we used to talk about him uh, before this year's draft? We were talking about Spencer Brown, a behemoth. Out of northern Iowa, he went in the third round to the Bills. We were talking about him as a potential guy who could maybe step in at left tackle or right tackle if you wanted to flip Braden Smith over to left tackle. or You know, there, there were ways to get that done with Spencer Brown as a later round pick. Third, fourth round, he was projected. Went in the third to the Bills, like I said. He's in the COVID protocol. If he is vaccinated it's possible that he could play on Sunday. If he's not vaccinated, there's no way that he plays on Sunday, and the team is not revealing whether he's vaccinated or not. If he is vaccinated, he's got to post two tests, 
24 hours apart. He has to be completely asymptomatic, and he has to be passed by the team physicians in order to play Sunday. We'll see if that comes to pass. So that's an important thing to keep your eye on. He's a really good run-blocking right tackle, starting right tackle for the Bills. Pass-blocking, not great. Doesn't grade great on Pro Football Focus. We'll see what happens with him. We'll see what happens with Latulale, and off we go. You either win it or not. And and all the all the numbers that we've talked about all week aren't going to matter a damn once they kick that thing off. It's about men beating the hell out of each other and trying to advance that pigskin past the goal line. And when they can do it, they celebrate and say rah. And when they can't, you know what? A city cries. A city mourns. And that may be the result Sunday night. We'll, uh, we'll hear from uh, Ivan in just a few minutes about that. I, I think it's important to talk about Indiana basketball. Indiana basketball got a win the other night, Wednesday night, against St. John's. Two-point win, 76-74. I think it's important, even when Indiana won the last four years, and even beyond that, with Crean and then Miller, you just didn't feel like things were right. It wasn't in sync. That team didn't look like it had like that collective mentality, that co- collective psychology that was so present during all the Bob Knight years. And that's really the thing. It's not about Bob Knight and, you know, the white hair and the sweater and the belly and the, the yelling and the screaming and, and, and the excellent coaching. It's not about that. That's not what was missed when, when they no longer had Bob Knight. What was missed was that thought that this was a collective machine, an engine, a basketball engine striving for perfection. And when you talk to people about Indiana basketball, the smart people who cover Indiana, or who cover college basketball in the media, or the people who coach basketball but don't have anything to do with Indiana, and you kind of talk about the subjectivity in the way we evaluate Indiana as Indiana fans and people who are tethered to the program, right? via our being students back in the day and fans. And that's the thing. It is a subjective measure. It's not about points and rebounds and assists and turnovers and fouls and all of that stuff. That's not what kind of grinds our gears. What grinds our gears is the, the not the expectation, but that sort of that destination that we never quite get to of seeing perfect basketball. And it's that. It's the quest for perfection in basketball and in collective thought and in a belief that you can come together and you can be one and somehow or another come out on top in a basketball game without maybe the best athletes and and without perfect scheme. But because you're wired in collectively and you believe in the same thing and you're trying to achieve the same thing, you wind up coming out on the good end of a basketball game. That's what Indiana basketball is. It's subjective. It's not objective. It's not throwing a leather ball through a hoop. It's not. It's, it's about everybody being on the same page and striving toward that same goal. It's, it's about that quest. That's what Indiana is. And watching Wednesday night, that's what I think we saw the beginnings of. We saw five guys on the floor, 11 separate guys, coming together in groups of five to try to accomplish something a little bit greater than excellence on the basketball court. That's what Indiana basketball is to me, and I think that Mike Woodson gives Indiana a chance to display that again for the first time in so long.
I, I just I can't wait for the game on Sunday night against Louisiana because I think they can use a game like that and then the game that follows against Jackson State to find a way toward achieving that and becoming a great basketball team. And, and if not great in result, then great in collective thought, if that makes sense. I know that's a little high-minded, talking about sports and talking about basketball. Basketball is really, in, in a lot of people's minds, about jumping and running and shooting and sliding and defending. To me, it's about five guys acting as one. It's just that simple. All right, let's talk to Ivan. Oh, Ivan. And let's say this morning I wore a New Albany uh, sweatshirt because I went to New Albany High School, graduated from New Albany High School. My son went to Cathedral. I used to keep some stats, so they gave me this fine vest. And, uh, and so this is kind of tonight's semi-state down at Tech High School between New Albany and Cathedral. It's got us kind of torn asunder as a family. Not my son could care less about New Albany High School. My wife could care less about New Albany High School. But for me, New Albany Cathedral, who do you root for in this thing? It's New Albany's first trip to the semi-state. Cathedral goes to the semi-state every single year. We'll see what happens tonight. Danny O'Neill, the super sophomore for Cathedral. I, I think Cathedral wins this game in a walk. I hate to say it. I hope that New Albany plays really, really well, plays as well as it can. But watching them play this year, and I've watched them play this year, you know what, they're just not big enough and not strong enough and not fast enough. That offense is kind of dynamic. But anywho, let's talk to Ivan. Ivan, how are you? Who is going to win that game between Cathedral and New Albany? Who do you think? Well, if I had to say, I would guess, and I'm using my New Albany voice today, I would guess the Bulldogs of New Albany are going to win 27-22. How about that? I don't think you're right. I, I think you're wrong. I think that Cathedral, if if I were a betting man and I would bet on high school sports, who I would guess was going to win this game is Cathedral, and I would give 40 and take Cathedral. Maybe I'm nuts. Maybe I'm not. All right, let's talk about the Colts and the Bills. Colts and the Bills, Sunday afternoon. The Bills are favored by seven. What do you think? Well, the, uh, the Colts have been a seven plus point dog once that was against the Ravens and they covered Colts have cut they are six and four against the spread I think that the Colts they're going to cover and look the over under is 49 I am taking the over and I'm taking the Colts the Colts have scored at least 23 in each of their last seven and minus that aberration between the Bills and Jacksonville in Jacksonville the Bills, since the opener, have averaged 37 points per game. I cannot imagine that this game, regardless of the weather, is going to finish at under or, at under, or even with 49 points. I think the over is a safe bet, and I'm taking the Colts to cover. I don't think the Colts are going to win, but I'm taking them to cover. How about that? Uh, IU-Minnesota. You didn't let me uh, rebut, but I all right, if that's what you think. I want the Colts to win, so I am rooting for the Colts. This is about finances. This isn't about rooting. What are we, 12 years old over here? This is about making money. It's about investing wisely. That's what this is about. Indiana and Minnesota, my God almighty. Indiana, 
if you have a student at Indiana and you've been betting against Indiana, you ain't going to have to pay any more tuition whatsoever while your kid's in school. I, I don't care what the spread is. Spread seven and a half, Minnesota's favored down at Memorial Stadium. I'm taking Minnesota uh, and giving the points. And I'm also going to take them on the money line. I'm going to take them big on the money line. The money line's minus 300. There ain't no way Indiana wins this game. Indiana is winless in the Big Ten. Minnesota's going to go to a bowl. I mean, what do you have to... This is, hey, here's some money. Here's an ATM card. Here's my pin number. Take out some money. That's what this game is. I am taking Minnesota in every single way I possibly can and collecting my money on Sunday morning. Now, we got Notre Dame and Georgia Tech. Notre Dame is a 17-point favorite up in South Bend. You've got to take the Irish because Notre Dame's playing for something, and Georgia Tech right now 3-7. and seven. They go to a bowl, and Notre Dame wants to squeeze its way into the college football playoff. So Notre Dame is going to show up, and Georgia Tech is going to say, hmm, wait, remember that game back in the day with Joe Montana and that Rudy fella? That Rudy fella against Georgia Tech got a sack on us, and we don't like it, but we're going to take it in the shorts again this afternoon as the Irish whoop all over the great Georgia Tech, the rambling wreck at Georgia Tech. All right, Ravens at Bears, 1 o'clock Sunday. Ravens, a five-point favorite. I'm taking the Ravens because I don't think the Bears can play, and I think Matt Nagy's going to get fired, and I don't think fired coaches cover spreads. Lions at the Browns. I am taking Cleveland. Cleveland's a 12-point favorite. Lions coming off a tie. That's good enough for the Lions. I don't think they're going to show up in Cleveland this weekend because nobody wants to be in Cleveland. Of all the NFL cities they is, Cleveland is the worst to visit. And so I think the Lions, even though it's a little hop, skip, and a jump, I don't think they're going to compete. Cowboys and Chiefs, I love this game because I love the Cowboys against the spread. They're 8-1 against the spread this year. I think that they take the Chiefs to the woodshed in Kansas City. I hate Chiefs fans. Not all of them. Jimmy Cook's a good fella. But other Chiefs fans I just hate. Now, I don't like Cowboy fans either. But this is about not what we like, but what we can make money on. Right, Sterling? I'm taking the Cowboys and taking the points, two and a half. Cowboys is too good to take, to uh, not be favored against somebody like the Chiefs who give the ball away. Like I said, Cowboys, 8-1 against the spread. Bet the Cowboys, the idol has spoken. There you go. There's Ivan, Ivan's picks. He was 6-3 and three last week, really 6-2 and two if, you, uh, if you're fair about it, because the Steelers didn't have Roethlisberger, and who would have bet on the Steelers knowing that Roethlisberger was down? So kind of 6-2 and two, and 7-0 and oh the previous week. Good weeks for Ivan's on a roll. I'm not, I don't guarantee results with Ivan, but he's on a roll. We'll just put it at that. We will talk to you this weekend after the Colts game. And after twice on Sunday, and after the IU Louisiana game, and I really think IU's got a chance to be special this year. We'll see what the Colts do. Colts, it's time to show up and ball out, or you know what? It's going to be a long holiday season as the uh, as the Colts kind of founder around not going to the playoffs. You got to win this one. We'll see if they do. Talk to you Sunday.